0: uh we're back welcome you guys happy taco tuesday happy uk tuesday happy tuesday to you and you and you and you i'm a little bit foggy you guys got a summer cold whatever that those are so i, I feel a little loopy loop but i'm linda that's april and guess what international traveler world explorer extraordinaire. Uh, April is coming to us from Norway. She skipped hopped over from Sweden. So tell us a little bit about your trip.
1: Um, They have this brown cheese here. Now, I know I said the food is not all that to die for up here, but that brown cheese, bang. They knew what they were doing. They put it on a waffle and you eat it just like that on the waffle with a little bit of butter It's amazing. I love it. I'm ready to move to Norway. They also have a lot of really hot men here. Guys, we need like some Norwegian peeps on 90 Day Fiance franchise. Have we had one before? Not that I can recall. So y'all,
0: guess what? April, when April comes back, she's going to be Norwegian.
1: (laughs) I can't even master the accent to imitate it. But we'll see. Maybe tomorrow, I I got a few more hours left here before I hop, skip over to Helsinki. So we'll see what I can make happen.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Well, you guys, make sure, uh, let's do all the housekeeping stuff. So make sure you pop over to April's page to kind of find out more about her travels, Holloway Legal, PLLC. Don't forget to like and subscribe to this page, The Melanated Way, uh, as well as the video that we're doing right now. And uh, bottom of your screen, I'll keep that up for a little bit, where you can support the show everywhere you can at Linda is so girly, keeping in mind that uh, I'm still in the midst of strike season, so things are things. Um, and then what else did I want to say? Uh, guys, I'm going to be talking a lot about, I don't know if you follow my social medias, but I'm going to be talking a lot about um, the right to free speech. And um, the fact that I do a lot of reporting and something that I reported on recently uh, basically took my, my social medias down for a day or so. Um, and all I'm going to say for now, because I'm talking about the UK, is that if you do not want reporters to report on your crimes, then don't do the crimes. And especially when it comes to domestic violence, I will always be a proponent for the survivors, I will talk about it. I will spread the word, I will fundraise and you're not gonna shut me down because I honestly think that we need to pay more attention to what's going on. It's not just in people's closed behind closed doors. We're seeing more and more of it in the sports community. We're seeing more and more of it in um, the Hollywood community and it's not okay And I and we need to address it. And statistically speaking, You know, um, domestic violence can look a lot of a lot of different ways. It's not just physical. It's not just emotional. Um, It can be uh, monetary. Um, And so we need to stand up. And like I said, statistically, you know, women, for whatever reason, um, tend to be the victims more. So at the end of the day, uh, you're not going to quiet me. So whoever bullshitted and did all the things don't worry because i'm gonna fight back because what we're not doing is silence survivors that being said shout out to the live chat uh what up casey casey's like what who (laughs)
1: casey sorry
0: cassie cassie um and subu and joslo uh, Jazz is still mad about the US 90-day stuff. We'll talk about that later, you guys. One of the things I will say is that I am focusing a lot more um, on my subscriber base stuff. So I'm doing a lot of exclusives. If you're a Patreon subscriber, head over there. You'll see there's a lot of content there. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm focusing on, it takes a lot to produce a show, you guys. And to be quite honest, like I said to you guys, uh, it's a writer strike. So all the creative stuff that I'm working on, there's some, there, I have to, you know, mama has to have the lights on. So, so the people that are supporting me, that's where my attention is going to go first. I love all of y'all and I appreciate your support and I appreciate the likes and subscribes and all of those things. Uh, But when, when times are tough, I gotta, I gotta go where I gotta go. That being said, I cannot believe April that we are at the last two episodes of the second season of 90 day UK um oh Sunny Sunny okay wait Sakna I love that name Sakna I like the UK version better anyway she says Um welcome everyone welcome Sakna I can't believe we're at the end of it and I feel like I want to sh- start off with a couple of things first before we get into the couples The first thing I want to talk about April is what happened to Robert in a cell they showed up, they, they popped up mid season. We saw like two, three episodes of them, and then that's it.
1: I guess because we get a tell all this time, we'll get a little bit more information.
0: I just think it's weird that they, you know, introduced them off. and then they fell off and then.
1: Hopefully they broke up. They broke
0: up. <laughs> well, word on the street word on this internet streets is that Robert has been coming for Mert and Shane, and Shane snapped back online and was like, you know what, if you're having issue, woo, 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 woo. so I'm sure we're going to see a lot of that. What, uh, what? Pardon?
1: No. He's that kind of person.
0: Yeah, apparently he's been talking smack about Mert and Shane. I don't know to what extent, but I do know to the fact where shane had to come on social media and say a few things uh about his behavior online
1: That is disappointing that is disappointing and then the second thing
0: i wanted to talk about is hello we're so invested in katie and alejandro that we deserve better now i'm gonna reserve judgment for the tell-all and maybe they come on the tell-all and explain why we didn't get to see what happened the last we saw them it was thunder and lightning on their wedding day, and then that's it. I feel like we deserve more. I feel like we deserve that story to be wrapped properly to see what happened. And maybe that's what they're going to do at the tell-all. So I'm going to reserve my rant till then. But those are the two couples that I was like, let's just off the bat talk about them. What were your thoughts, April?
1: Maybe at the tell-all, we'll get some extra clips played in as well. Like they did that ridiculous three-part tell-all last time for the regular 90 day. With like some resolution clips or something. Because there That's definitely needs to be. Everybody kind of. The only people that we saw. We saw Mert and Shane a lot. Um, I feel like almost everybody. Besides Mert and Shane. Probably needs some kind of wrap up.
0: Yeah I agree. But definitely. Those two couples. Because one. We know from season one. Series one. And then the other, you guys force them upon us, so then like, what?
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so let's jump into Michael and Mercy. And the guys, again, I have a summer cold, so I'm not sure if that's affecting my behavior, but I might be a little bit um, sour, sour sourish, because my notes seem, I'm just like, wow, when did you write these notes? They seem a little sourish. Maybe you (laughs) need a a nap. No, I think Mercy probably drove you up the wall. You're not wrong.
1: Okay, so overall thoughts on Michael and Mercy. Okay, I have finally, you guys know I love Mercy. I have finally reached my breaking point with her as a person who is very punctual. I cannot take her being just disregarding the time that they need to be there at the court. Also, I'm a lawyer, um so somebody showing up at court late are you kidding me? That you know what that does to everybody else's day? It's rude. It's inconsiderate. You're not only being rude to your partner. You're being rude to the staff that's there, the other people who might have wanted that time slot to get married. You know, it's it's rude to the witness has to be there in order for you to get married. It's rude to everybody. And the temper tantrum that she threw, while I can appreciate that she's having all of these different feelings and emotions go through her, you are not more important than the other people who are involved in the situation. And that was ridiculous.
0: I 100% agree with you. And to top that all off, I'm going to say this. Mercy, grow the F up. I feel like you're being selfish. What were you so busy doing? You knew you were getting married for the whole month that you were being there. And you're complaining, complaining, complaining about how bored you are. You ain't got shit to do. You had a month for this day to come. And then you're going to take your own sweet ass time. This shows me that you're selfish. And you really don't care about anything but yourself. And also, too, that you're insecure. Because for you to dolly dance around and like, take your sweet ass time getting ready on the day. That's most important for you, because it not only solidifies your love, right? It also has visa implications, immigration implications. And so, you know, I'm looking at your makeup that you were doing for two, three hours and I, girl, you look good, but you didn't look that good that you could just dilly dally around. Like it wasn't important. And then the fact that you jumped out of the car to be all extra dramatic, just, I just was not, I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't feeling it at all. Like literally on my notes, you guys, my little yellow paper notes, I have, she's lame written at least four times. So that being said, UK wedding was supposed to be tomorrow. Um, they have their time slot reserved. And like Michael was explaining, it's like 30 minute time slots. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, and like April said, I don't know if you've ever had to go to court for anything, but you got to go at your allotted time. You don't just dilly-dally whenever you feel like pop in and pop out. That's not how it works. And it's rude to the judges and the clerks and everyone else who's waiting for you because they have to then take the time to find out if you're there, if you're in the building, what's happening, before they can actually move on. So there's a process there that I just thought was disrespectful for everybody. Um, <clears throat> and so one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, April, because I know like throughout the season you and I have gone back and forth on this, but um, you know I've really blamed Mercy for her behavior and for her not stretching her arms out and exploring and all of that in the UK. And I've also blamed her for not communicating. And I want to tell you that this is a moment where I feel like when I've been saying that Michael has been doing all the things that I feel like he is equipped to do, he came to her, he sat down and he tried to communicate with her and said, you know, I know you're not happy. And if you're not happy here, I'm not going to stop you from, from going back home. And then he's like, are you okay? Are we okay? How are you feeling? And April, I thought about you in those moments because I was like, do you see where Michael is actually trying to communicate with the woman he says is the love of his life? Then he goes on to say, April, where do we go from here? Can I do anything to help? Because I love you so much. So do we want to say any little something, something, April?
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) what you should have started off by telling me that i was beautiful because <laughs> then yes mercy. May- <laughs> yes mercy get it mercy i do I, I do think that he did a better job opening the conversation on this occasion he did he did better
0: <coughs> hey christina oh. hey carol uh i see now why april and mercy were best i get it now all making sense now um she is sitting on the bed feeling sorry for herself um and my note is literally is like what is she going through shaking my head like what what is it like you are over here and you still haven't really said what is it that's going to make you happy So if you're unhappy there what's going to make you happy because he's shown you all the things yes you're lonely i get it yes you don't know a lot of people there i i understand that as well but me too as an immigrant who actually had to do all those things where you move to a whole country and don't know anyone you're gonna have to figure it out my friend so like there's only so long that you can sit around feeling sorry for yourself before you take action for yourself because at the end of the day you're a grown-ass woman mercy and all of this stuff that you're doing. And also, too, you guys, side note, I've, I've never known an African that has such a foul mouth. I'm, it's always shocking to me. And, you know, I have a cuss here and there, here and there. But it's not every other word that comes in my mouth. And I'm shocked by it all the time by her. That's just a side note. So <laughs> um, <clears throat> Michael goes on to say, you know what? We can make this work. We're family. I love you. And she doesn't accept that. Do you know she rolls her eyes? And then this is where, again, my note says she's lame plus drama. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you're going to have to learn to communicate with your husband, my friend. And you're also going to have to uh, put on your big girl shorts. um, And this, whatever this is, spoiled brat behavior it's, it's not becoming of you. You're a beautiful woman, and this does not make you look beautiful. It just makes you, like Sue says, basic AF. So they're getting married at the registrar. It's the day of their, their wedding. She's taking her sweet old time. They're running late, and he's literally giving her countdown. 30 minutes, 20 minutes. 15 minutes and she guys have no sense of urgency on her part even though this is like a big day for her for her and her husband even though she's known about it for months nothing she's taking her own time and then she's complaining that he's rushing her well yeah because we literally have a reservation at the court and now we're 30 minutes late yeah really annoying
1: really annoying Extremely and you don't know what those other people are doing. Like I've had people schedule appointments with me and then just show up an hour later because they're like, Oh, well, I just figured you're at the office anyway. But you don't know, I might need to pick up my kid. I might be waiting to go get my lunch. It's rude. It's really rude. Um, so they get in the car
0: and she's pissed because she comes down the stairs, you know, the queen of Shiva. And he doesn't say anything because he's so stressed because he's trying to get them to the courthouse because he doesn't know if they can still get married because they've missed their appointment time. Mm-hmm. So she's in the car. She starts cussing at him because she didn't. he didn't say she looked nice. And that's what she's freaking out about. And she's literally, you guys, freaking out about it, rolling her eyes, giving side eyes, giving snarky comments, cussing at him to the point where he's looking at her like, Okay, but like we're late, and I've been telling you we're late. So what does she do? She just she pops off her seatbelt and jumps out of the car, and I say, "Oh, the drama! <laughs> oh, the drama!" So they've already missed their their wedding slot. So here's where I feel like Michael's like, "Yeah, let me improvise," and I appreciated the fact that he improvised. He's like, "You know what, my fiance slash." Faux wife because you know we found out that the wedding that they had in kenya was a fake wedding which i already knew but i didn't want to like get into it but actually i did get into it so that's a lie i was like what what is this anyways his fiance jumps out and he's like let me do this she's probably hangry let's get some food into her and let me calm her down which is what he does right they sit down she has a burrito he tells her and minds her he's like i I apologize that I didn't say that you look beautiful. Obviously, I think you're beautiful and I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you, yada, yada, yada. But, you know, I was just so focused on getting us to the court because this is important because, again, this is about our visa and our future and our marriage license. So you dilly-dallying and having a a fit about me not saying – well, he didn't say that part. I'm saying this part – about me not saying, like, you look good. Like, for me, I feel like she is lacking – and some self-confidence. And I know that we all love our partners to give us some self-assurance, but at the end of the day, if you feel like you look good and you know, you look good and you took four hours to get ready, then then that part can wait, right? You can have this fight if it's necessary after you guys get married. What do yeah. you think, April?
1: Oh, I agree. But question, do you, are we running into a cultural issue here? Do you, do we think that she didn't understand that there really was a set time No. Okay. She's okay. I just want to make sure before I continue to bash her on this. She's she hit my pet peeve. I'm a person who's at the airport like three hours late to make three hours early to make sure my gate exists. So I can't take this.
0: Yeah, I can't take it either. I can't take it either. Like it's just selfish. And then the fact that she wasn't even trying to take responsibility for the fact that they were late made me mad. And the fact she didn't apologize.
1: No, not okay. Mercy, not okay.
0: Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And I also think that the my note says that this fight is just dumb, in my opinion. It's a dumb fight. At the end of the day, she's the one that made them late, and she should have been better about it, and she was not. So, here we are. So, they finally get to... Uh, hey, Renee. Hey, girl. Hey. They finally get to the Essex Registry office, and one of the things you guys you know i get distracted did did michael always have a nose
1: ring and i just missed it no i never noticed it before did they maybe they always filmed him in a certain direction i never saw that before because that ring
0: nose ring was humongous it was very it was,
1: like you know i'm all
0: he put it on for the wedding i mean maybe i just was like did he always have this because it's distracting me and I'm all about the piercings y'all. Don't get me wrong. I just had never noticed it before. So they get to the registrar's office. Uh his one friend James is there, which I also thought was interesting. Like your family flew all the way to to Kenya for a fake wedding, but they can't come to your real wedding. Like that's weird to me. And then your hater friend didn't show up. It was just like your one friend. Like where where's your,
1: where are your two sons? Maybe they were there at the appropriate time slot. <laughs> That part. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't waiting around all day. Yeah. You're supposed to miss work for a whole day for them. Right. Because this is a this is a regular work day. This ain't a weekend. That part. <laughs>
0: You're absolutely right, I'm sure. Um, so then, you know, Mercy said some things that I was like, wow. I mean, she she basically said the Brits suck and that their weddings are depressing, like funerals, yada, yada, yada. Uh, and I just, you know, I just thought that that was ridiculous. But at the end of the day, both of them, both Michael and Mercy said they were just both glad that it's finally all over with. And I just don't know if I want to get married and that be my
1: overall feeling, like, whew, finally it's over. Um that's not healthy. We've had a yeah. conversation about how I felt that way after I got married, and obviously that's not how you're supposed to feel. Um, but when she said that this wedding was like depressing, I first thought to myself, all civil ceremonies are kind of the same as this, and then I remembered Louise and uh Who? Jose's civil ceremony in Colombia at the table. Oh, yeah. They- that was depressing. That was a depressing civil ceremony. Yeah, facts. facts.
0: Um, Anything else we want to say about uh, Michael and Mercy?
1: No, you guys got it. You were, you were, you were right. You were right about Mercy. Oh
0: my God! I know how much that pained you. <laughs> Even the way you rolled your eyes, just like Mercy. But at least you you like acknowledged. Um, I'm here for
1: it. I predict that at the tell-all, she will apologize.
0: Okay. (laughs) We'll see. I've yet to see her apologize once for any of her behavior this whole season, so. I think
1: she will. Will it be an apology in the way that we want it to be? Maybe not. It might just be a plate of cut-up fruit. Thank you, Christina. I'm doing that strong woman pose, the river, the river lady. I gotta admit that I'm wrong at least once a year.
0: You guys, I can't, I can't breathe. I can't be laughing like this. Okay, <clears throat> on to Shane and Mert. I have so many things I want to talk about with this one. Okay, so overall thoughts of Shane and Mert. Uh,
1: Mert is making it hard for me to love them as much as I want to love them.
0: Oh, yeah? (laughs) Uh, Christina and April are bonding. I love it. Um, Jeez. I love, I think that these two are the standout couple for the season. Um, I think that they definitely walked us through their ups and downs. You can see where there are challenges in the relationship. You can see where, um, there could be better communication, but uh, you can also see where Shane is just like an amazing individual and puts, oh, yeah. up, puts up with a lot that I don't think I could necessarily have done as well. Um, So bravo for that. Um, I think that some of it is a cultural thing for for Mert. Um, And hopefully, you know, as time goes on, he'll get better with the way he uh, is.
1: Yeah, Shane is a really wide berth for cultural issues with respect to his entire family, not just him. Agreed. And I don't think I would be able to make it. And watching Shane makes me be like, and there's why I'm single. Hmm. Because that's when I would have been out of the relationship. What part? Oh, um, arguing with me on my birthday. Um, But they worked through it and he apologized. I'm like, oh man, they're still together. But I would have been single at that point. Um, He did something else before that. I mean, like before the spending the money thing, there were a couple of times where I was like, oh, I would have been out by now. But good exactly. on Shane for recognizing the cultural issues, and then he would come back and apologize and figure something out. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I
0: got you. Uh, so Shane sent Mert out for groceries, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mert came back with a few more bags than expected, spent 116 pounds versus 40 quid, so they're well over the budget. And Mert didn't think there was an issue. He's like, I looked in the fridge. There was no food. We need food. I need food. It's food. Um, And Shane is looking at the groceries. And she's like, I don't even understand what's happening here. (laughs) Caviar. You bought caviar? Who buys caviar when we're on a budget? And then he bought this plastic duck and (laughs) some like uh, household spray. Um. And she's like, what, what is this? It's like you're spraying it like it's Chanel number five. I just don't understand. You know, we need to still pay for the wedding. We need to still pay for all the bills of the house. We got a wedding to pay for that I'm paying for, a visa that I'm paying for. Um, you know, no ring that I have to buy for myself. So, like, we are on a budget, friend. This champagne and caviar situation that you got going on is no bueno. Like, what? what are you doing? literally what are you doing so this is uh, a still from that moment but you guys I died when the cameraman went to this (laughs) like what what is this what's happening here between the the chicken over with Louise and Jose and this duck thing I was like what, what are we what's happening here what's happening here
1: You know, this is one of those little things that was at the checkout counter and he just picked it up. (laughs) Y'all on a budget, you need to
0: go back and return that immediately. Don't ducks have wings? I mean, (laughs) I I think this is interpretive art. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Someone will tell me. So Shane's just a little upset about that, right? Because now how are they going to pay for the rest of the deposit of the wedding that they have? Uh, that's coming up. Um, And then here I found it a little bit interesting because Mert is like, well, I'm I'm paying for it. I'm paying for it. But what are you paying for exactly? Because monetarily, you're not paying for anything. Do you know what I mean? Like, what does he think that he's paying for? He's paying for the fact that he left his country and his friends and his family to be with her. I get all of that. But at the same time, um, 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 Yeah, I I don't know what you
1: meant when you said that. But this actually points to an issue that I try to tell couples about all the time when they want to do the fiancé visa. I just, you know, try to double-check with them. Is there a way you could do the marriage visa instead? Can you please go get married in that other person's country? Because there's a lot of friction that comes up when somebody arrives and they cannot work.
0: Yeah. And that time frame, is it the same everywhere? Like, it's until you get your visa. and That can be... Here in the U.S., it can be, what, up to a
1: year? Yeah, it could be six months to a year before you get your work permit. Sometimes it is a little bit faster. um, But for people who want to wait the entire 90 days before they get married, like you, people like Rebecca who want to run that clock out and have as much time as possible with the person, that's an additional time period before you can even submit the application. For the U.K., I really don't know how long it takes. Their fiance visa period is longer. Ours is yeah. 90 ways. theirs is six months. Yeah. Um, but I don't know how long it takes for the person to actually be able to begin working. Yeah. But either way, whether it's, you know, six months or a year, that time period of inability to bring an in income is a huge, financial reasons are top reasons why people get divorced. That's you know, very- and it, you're starting off your relationship, you're living together on under that pressure.
0: Yeah, and it can build resentment, and we've seen that in some of the couples where it has built resentment on one party and not the other, right? So it is an extra stress that, you know, if you're going through this process that you definitely have to factor in, right? And not just play, play lip service to it, like factor it in. If you are the person living in the country that can work, you're supporting you and a whole other person for as long as it takes for them to get their visa or a green card or a work permit or whatever. And then even then they still have to go and get the employment. So that's going to take a little bit of time. So, mm-hmm. you know, you really have to make sure that you think about all of these things before you jump in, you know, guns a blazing. So uh, Mert decides that, you know, he's going to make some tea for Shane and uh, it's tea time and it's, excuse me, it's Turkish tea. So he feels like, you know, between that and apologizing that it's all going to be good. And he even said, and I'm sure he felt bad afterwards because he must have called his parents. His parents or his family sent money over for their wedding as a wedding gift. So that was supplementing the money that he overspent and then some. So because of that, they were able to have like a a fun day before the wedding and they decided that they were going to go paddle boarding. (laughs) And it was really cute. Like he had never been in a wetsuit before. And so it took him some time. And all you heard was like some grunting (laughs) as he tries to get into this wetsuit. And they finally get to uh, the beach. It's not as sunny as expected, uh, but they still decide that they're going to go paddle boarding. And Shane is actually really a great paddleboarder. I was like I was like, okay, Shane, go ahead.
1: Hey, uh, no, Mert, stand up. I don't think I could even stand up.
0: I you know, I feel like that's a challenge. I feel like that's something that we have to try now. Um, uh, Mert's a mess on the paddleboard. It was really adorable, you guys, because he's like on his knees and he's like trying to paddle and he's like paddling in circles. And and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, okay, I I coming, I coming. It was so, I thought that was just really sweet. Uh, However, he's like not super fan of the water there because, uh, and you can attest for this, April, um, he's Istanbul, right? Is that where he's from?
1: He's from Istanbul. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. He said the waters there are clearer and cleaner and you can see at the bottom of them and here you can't, so he's not super fan of that. Um, but it was cute watching him paddleboard and keep falling off the board and keep like trying to get back up. And at some point he pushes shane because shane wasn't falling shane shane had like perfect hair perfect makeup like model a model paddleboarder just doing her thing doing her thing and he's like ah nah pulls her off not pulls her he he like shakes her off her board and like splashes water on her it was a really cute moment didn't you think
1: yeah i love it as long as shane is okay with it all good what do you mean some people wouldn't want to be pushed off their board so long as Shane is okay with it. Oh, y'all so serious? <laughs> I'm serious? Some people would be like, If I have a full face of makeup on, you better not. Why do you have a full
0: face of makeup on and worried about that when you're at, on a water sport? That's weird. Wouldn't be me. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> <No>. uh, <clears throat> so it's the next day after the paddle boarding. Um, extravaganza, and it is their hen and stag party. And they're having a joint party for the two of them. And unfortunately, it was supposed to be a great time, however, there was like a shouting and screaming match between Mert and Mert, um, Shane's mom on the phone. Shane's mom doesn't show up. Well, she pops in, like she drives up and drops somebody off and then she takes off. Now, the thing that I find confusing, y'all, and if I missed it, please tell me in the live chat or if you're watching the replay, let us know in the replay. But the last time I saw Shane's mom and Mert was when they bought that house together or rented the house, whatever they're doing with the house. And they were lovely together. He like picked her up and hugged her. So I didn't see any fighting. And then so when Shane was like, Mert and my mom are fighting a lot. They're fighting. They're not getting along. I'm like, what? What could they
1: possibly be fighting about? Money. You think they're fighting about money? I think they're fighting about money. I think it- where Shane probably let it go that Mert was wanting to move into another place, which was going to cut into her budget and then spending extra money on groceries, cutting in her budget. Shane forgives it, but you know, your family doesn't forgive as easily as you do when somebody does something to you. Those are facts. That would make
0: sense to me. That, that would make sense to me. So they're fighting, fighting, fighting. Uh, Mom decides that she's not coming to uh, the stag slash hen party. Um, Shane wants to let it go and just be like, Hey, listen, let's just have a good time. Our friends made this party for us. Let's enjoy it. Let's drink and, and eat and take pictures and have a good old time. Merck can't let it go. So he calls Shane's mom on the phone and basically says, you're being selfish. You know, my mom can't be here, but you can be here and you choose not to be here. Uh, the mom says she's busy with decorations. So she can't be there, which I thought was very odd. Like are you, decorations for the party, I suppose, or excuse me for the wedding, I
1: suppose. She's that's no, that's
0: a lie. That was a lie. Right. I was like, "Mm, there's something more going on here. So Mert and Shane end up fighting over it because, you know, Shane feels like she's stuck in the middle, rock and hard place, right? That's her future husband. And that's her mom, the two people that she loves the most. So she is just really feeling bad about it. And she's crying and frustrated because what can she do, right? Like she, she, what can she do? She's stuck in the middle. So what she does try to do is they have a nail day where they're getting their nails done for the wedding and it's two days before the wedding. And Shane really tries to have a one-on-one conversation with her mom and her bestie being there. Um, And she basically says, you and Mert need to clear the air. You know, the way you talk to him and how how you talk to him you know, it's not good. And, you know, he can work on his anger issues. And, you know, you listen, y'all. I'm going to give you a little hint, okay? I'm going to give you a little... Hey, AI, I like that name, Aya. Me too. Um, hey, girl, hey. I'm going to give you a little hint. What y'all are not about to do, like us young people, what you're not about to do is tell a full-on grown woman who has grown adult children how she's going to act. She may, she may hear you and she may say, okay, I hear you. But she's not about to change in her old age. She is who she is. She doesn't think that anything that she's done and said and how she says it is wrong, which she clearly said. She's like, you know, I don't see anyone else having a problem with the way I talk. And then Shane tried to explain, listen, they may not tell you to your face. And she wasn't hearing it. She was like... And so my little listen, y'all, you can talk to your blue in the face. Some people are just not going to hear you, especially, you know, if they're advanced in their age, they are who they are and they like who they are. They're like, I've I've lived 75 years of my life and it's worked for me and I'm healthy and happy. Y'all youngins in this young millennial life, sensitive and all the things and politically correct. I may not be that person and they're going to be okay
1: with that. Doesn't and, make it right. And, no, it, it's fine. I think it's fine, and the reason I think it's fine is because all this season we've seen Shane make allowances for uh, Mert's culture and the, his his family's culture. So here is one instance where Mert could say, "It's okay." <coughs> it's okay. However, she she talked um, as long as it's not like you know racial, the discriminatory or something like that. Right. And I will just accept it and move on because Shane has made so many allowances for my culture and my family. It's the least that Mert can do.
0: Yeah. So the mom's basically saying the same thing. She's like, you know what? I'm basically going to suck it up for the wedding. Right. Because we're not going to fix this in the next day or two. So I am who I am. He is who he is. But we can be pleasant for the wedding. That's what I can do. Um, so it is the day before their wedding. They check into the hotel. Uh, they have two rooms. And then, the, the, you know, they call their sexy time five minutes. So anytime he says, like, oh, I wish we had five minutes, I'm always like, what are you talking? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, and so he wanted to have some sexy time, but she was like, "No, you have your own room. I'm gonna stay here with my bestie, and I'll see you in the morning." And that's exactly what happened. It's the wedding day. Mert spent some time talking to his family, which was such a beautiful moment. The mom was like, "You know, I wish you beautiful blessings." The dad says, "I wish you the same," and and you know, God willing you know, you two can come here and we'll share this wedding again, and we'll have another wedding so that we can be there and a part of it. I just thought the whole thing was a beautiful moment. Um, so they get ready to walk down the aisle and Shane's mom walks her down the aisle. And it was just so adorable. Mert was, Uh, standing there with his back turned and he's like, you could tell he's like a little kid, he's all excited and he's like, can I look? Can I look? He finally looks and his whole face, you guys, it's that moment I feel like people wait for that that glow, that joy, that love and he like raised his hands as if come to me, my Mm -hmm. princess, he was that excited, it was a really sweet moment Um, and then this is where I wanted to talk to you because I was like "I, I don't know if I'm being extra sensitive about this, just because I feel like I've been learning um, from last season and this season, um, just about the whole like transgender journey. Well, yeah. Transgender journey. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. And so
0: I feel like, I don't know. Let me ask you first. So it's a wedding day and Shane gets, walked down the aisle by, by her mom and then the person that was marrying them, I guess because it's by the register, I'm assuming that Shane's ID still identifies as male. And therefore the register was basically saying Mr. and Mr. And I was just like, I don't know, you guys. First I would be like, I would find someone that would respect the fact that I am identifying as a woman. And even if my ID says what it says, like in that moment, can't you just say what I want you to say? Or is it because it's like technically a legal binding verbal agreement?
1: I don't know. Do you see what I'm trying to say, April? I do. Well, there's a couple of things going on. One is Shane has no problem with being referred to as either or. What we've just been seeing this season, or they, Shane said uh, in like episode one or two, I don't feel like I'm male or female. I feel like I'm somewhere in the middle, so I don't care what pronouns people use as long as they're not being disrespectful. Given that, I don't think Shane had a conversation with this person about what pronouns they were going to be using, unfortunately. I don't think they would have had a problem using different pronouns if that's what was given to them. But also Shane doesn't feel any problem with using that. I think that Mert is more of the one who is my partner is a woman, my partner's female, as opposed to my partner is neither male nor female. She did, however, say in this moment
0: that she would have preferred to be uh, addressed as Mrs. And like Mr. And Mrs. Mm So even though I know that she's, like, uh, fluid with her pronouns, she did say in this moment that she would have preferred to be Mr. and Mrs. And I was just interested. I just thought it was interesting because, I don't know, the person, whoever the person was, because they don't show the person that they officiant. But, like, you know, it's clear she's got a wedding dress on. Like, bro, can you...
1: But if, unless right? you said... Unless somebody said to me like specific orders, I wouldn't just look at you and choose to change your pronouns from what I have on paper in front of me. The most I would do is try to quietly say, What how do you want me to refer to you if I feel like the paper in front of me is wrong?
0: Well, that didn't happen. And that's what is sh- what should have happened. I agree with you, April. That's what should have happened, but it didn't happen. But because we did, like I said, we did hear shame complained that she would have preferred to be introduced and married as Mr. and Mrs. So it was important for her in this moment, but she also explained that it has something to do with the registrar and how the registrar um, had them down. So my only assumption could be that her ID still has like male pronouns because when they were, um, when they were saying their full names, it was Shane, Daniel, and then the last name I didn't catch and the interesting thing is and someone in the live chat um Sue was like did they say Mert's real name is Below?" well yes I actually knew that because you guys the last time we spoke I talked to you guys about how uh Shane and Mert went live and unfortunately uh they were going through um some what's the word I'm looking for April
1: Harassment, or harassment.
0: yeah, they were going through some harassment because of who they are as people. While they were out trying to have a, a lovely night on the town, they um, were harassed. Is that the word?
1: They were. Um, they were. They were. They were. Were they physically attacked? Yeah. Um, do you remember what I was talking about? I can't think of the word, but when, yeah. when it was I like think, a hate, it was like a hate crime. I think, I think there's a more specific word that you're looking for that I yeah. think does exist, and it's not coming to my head right now. Like an attack specifically out of homophobia or transphobia. Yeah,
0: that's the word I'm looking for. That's not coming to my head. But so I knew that Mert's name was actually Bilal. It's John, Bilal is John because. When they were reporting that crime against them, they were using Bilal. And so, you know, maybe Mert is a middle name or a nickname, or well, there uh-huh. are, other, yeah, there are <laughs> a few other uh, cast members that have gone on the show and then we find out that, you know, their name is not their name. Yeah. What up, Jess Riley? <clears throat> you are not the daddy. What was it? <laughs> oh my God, there's something that went viral about uh Riley and Violet that I just can't stop cracking up about. You are I, not
1: the father. I peeked it and it was really hilarious. I just assumed that Mert was probably his home name. You know how you know people who just have a different whole name in their house and it has nothing to do with their legal name yep. at all. Yep. But yay, Shane and Bilal.
0: So congratulations to Shane and Bilal. I thought their wedding was lovely. I really do feel like we got to see their journey from the very beginning to this moment. Their highs, the lows, up and that downs. I do, like I said on the top of the show, think that they were fan favorites uh, for this season, as well as I just feel like their story was told really well.
1: Yeah. Any final thoughts on them? I wish them the very, very best. I hope Mert makes a good adjustment to being in the UK. I hope that Shane gets full acceptance from Mert's family um, and that they have a beautiful life. Love
0: it. Same. Moving on to Tian and David, and I'm just going to tell you that I'm so sick of Tian, like I'm so sick of this girl. I'm so sick of her. I don't even know what to say. I even posted about it. I posted, you know what Tian, and this is a true question and feel free to reach out to me, DM me and answer it. I just want to know if you get tired of being so negative because I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I get exhausted watching you. Like there's not one in 12 episodes. There's not one episode where you're like, Hey, that's wonderful. Thank you so much. Grateful and happy. You're always complaining about something. And I just feel like at your young age, that's got to be exhausting. And you have so many years ahead of you. Like, what are you going to do?
1: I felt better about it this episode because I feel like it didn't make sense to me why she was complaining before. But now that I understand that she doesn't really want to live there and she wants to move to the UK and convince him to move there, at least I understand now why she's complaining about everything. I it doesn't make it right. I don't like her anymore um, than I did before. If want to live like there? Then why why did she say that she wanted to live there? She why lied. She, say- she flat out lied. She flat out lied. And her entire goal in going there is to convince him to move to the UK with absolutely no regard for what that will cost him.
0: Yep. And his career and his lifestyle. And, oh, listen, this dude is so sweet. You guys like David is breaking all the stereotypes of all the people that we've seen from the Dominican Republic. He is sweet. He is kind. He is generous. He's thoughtful he is a professional, he doesn't like freak out on his awful, 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 awful girlfriend's behavior. Awful. He just doesn't let it affect him. And he continues to reach out. He gets frustrated, don't get me wrong. But overall, he doesn't allow her shitty behavior to affect who he is from his core. Think- All right, that being said, overall thoughts of Tian and David
1: segment. The same way I would tell old girl not to give up her belly dancing for dude. I will tell David, do not give up your salsa for teon.
0: I will say this, David. I mean, are you sure? Are you sure this is what you want to do? Are you sure? That's what I'll say. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So they're arguing. Um, and they've been arguing and Tion is like the worst. That's what my note says. She literally says, you guys, that she forgives him for the picnic. Remember the picnic that he tried to be romantic on the beach and all the things, and yes, I get some of you guys don't like beaches and all this stuff, but the effort that he took and the thoughtfulness, she says that she forgives him for it. That was Can ridiculous. Can you imagine? I, so, you know. They're shopping again. He's brought her to a mall because that's all she cares about. Um, and because she's not sure she wants to stay in the Dominican Republic, because you know what, she's complaining and complaining about all the things Dominican Republic. I think what April just said now is clicking into me. She's never going to be happy and satisfied because she doesn't want to be there. And so she's going to continue to complain. Plus, I think it's her 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 nature To be nasty all the time, but she doesn't think she's being nasty. You guys, that's what's crazy about it is that she is so she's such a negative Betty that she doesn't realize that she's a negative person that she gives negative vibes. She just thinks that she's living her highfalutin life, which also too is BS. Because you know what? They showed a clip of her and her mom when she found the ring, and she what you know? I watched the show recently, and they said the housing what is it called covenant housing council house
1: you saw it right? Yes.
0: Okay. So I'm not saying you guys cuz I don't know as a fact, but when they showed the clip of the mom looking at the ring that she found for herself, that looked like council housing to me. So, this Miss Highfalutin, she's got a prissy lifestyle. I'm going to need you to give us a tour of where you're living because from what I saw that clip it ain't it, friend. It ain't it.
1: Speaking of friends, yeah. we didn't see her with any friends. We saw her with her mom and her grandmother. So maybe that's the reason why. Maybe she doesn't have any. You're in several I-
0: <laughs> So she's at the mall. And, oh, look, I went crazy again.
1: Yeah, it's so
0: it weird when that happens. Yeah, it is. I think I moved too quickly.
1: Mm.
0: Um. So she is at the mall, and she doesn't like this mall. She doesn't like any of the clothes in the mall. She's got all this negative energy. She is saying all the negative things about all the things she's seeing in front of um, her. He's disappointed because he's really trying hard to make her happy. And one of the things uh, that I think it is she's just never going to be happy. She's never going to be happy. And it's important for everyone to think about being with someone who can't even be happy with themselves. The second thing I want to say is that he says, it seems to me like you don't like anything. Um, And then she says, take me to the UK, which goes in line with what April is saying, where she doesn't even want to be there. She just wants to be back in her lifestyle. She came to get her man and that's it. She lied to him and said, yeah, I'm going to live here and be, you know, more in a simple lifestyle, but that she never, ever, ever, never, ever, never, ever planned to stay in the Dominican Republic. The second thing that I want to address is I think that she's super shallow. Like if you're basing your life on where you can shop, what does that say about you?
1: What does that say about you as a person? It says that she is insufferable, which we already knew. Um, and she will make him insufferable if he goes to the UK with her. Not not she'll make him insufferable. She'll make his life insufferable.
0: is her mother's creation. A monster 100. Her hey, C-Cruise. Hey. Hey, C-Cruise. Uh, I'm behind on the show and I'll catch the replay. Just stopping to say hi to everyone. Sending you all the love, yeah, C-Cruise. Sending guys, you all the
1: love. I made that up. I don't really know if the C stands for Cecilia.
0: (laughs) Subu says it's the underdeveloped prefrontal cortex with Tion. That part. Her priorities are whack, Christina says.
1: "Whacker in the blackest hat. Mm -hmm. Who? Oh, look at C.
0: You know what? I appreciate you, C. Cruz. You know what? I just want to take a moment and say that C. Cruz has been with me I'm going to sneeze. Sorry, you guys have a cold.
1: Bless you.
0: Thanks. From day one, always supporting um, the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows. I just want to give a shout out to her and tell you that I love you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for just always being supportive in all the things that I do. I really appreciate it. Okay. So. I think it's the worst. And I think it's Sue, someone in the live chat I'm agreeing with, that I think it's super basic of her to base her life on material things. I think that uh, David is so nice. He's thoughtful. He puts effort into things. And he didn't get anything back from this girl. He didn't get anything
1: back. Except
0: negativity.
1: Negativity. She's not tried to find any friends She's not trying to find any activities. She claims she met him on a site where she was learning to speak Spanish. She hasn't gone anywhere to try and work on her Spanish skills. She hasn't even said, hey, I want to meet your family and get integrated into your life. I want to see your school. I Nothing. She offers him nothing. And I don't always do the whole, like, what do you bring to the table thing? But like, if they're not improving your life emotionally, financially, mentally, then what is the point? The that point part. is... Partner is supposed to be to improve your life, to help you in some areas. And she's, I don't see what David is getting out of this relationship. No, what, no, hap- no. what happens if he leaves his career and goes to the UK and it doesn't work out? Does he get to just come back and still have his position? I don't want him to take that kind of risk for somebody like her.
0: And you know what? Guaranteed that if it didn't work out for him there, she wouldn't move back with him. She wouldn't
1: do it. Guaranteed. No, guaranteed she wouldn't. She's like the first person that I've seen that could possibly be a passport girl. Like you are trying to date someone from somewhere else because, (laughs) because you want them to see some value in you because of the country that you're from. You can't date people from where you are because you are insufferable. That's the reason why you had to find someone out of your own country. You're basically the American of this show. You're the forty-year-old American woman going after some young hot stud because you are horrible. <laughs> I don't like her. That's laughing
0: not Riley laughing Riley and April have that whole we had you know what April and I said we we're going to do a show on the whole passport bro um situation we haven't done it yet but it's in the back of our minds we are going to do that show and talk about it because it seems to be a phenom, uh for men and for women uh so we're gonna talk about it <sighs> that being said she I feel okay, so you guys, this is where I feel like she is trying to act like Diana's laughing passport girl. <laughs> she's trying to act like she's being nice and doing nice gestures, but really it was just a form of manipulation. And here's what happens. So she writes him a note about her love for the her love for him and their love, as well as she makes him dinner, right? Now, here's the difference between the two of them. He gets teary-eyed listening to the note because he really does love this girl. He tells her verbally that he appreciates the hard work and effort she did to make this dinner. And she's taking all of that in. And if you think about all the things that he's tried to do and how she's never once thanked him. Instead, she's just complained, 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 complained. That's all she's done. So here's what happens. She does all of these nice gestures, thinking that you think she's being a nice person and finally getting it. No, no. She wants to talk about moving to the UK. So she's like, so do you, will you move to the UK? Basically, I don't want to be here anymore and I want you to come with me to the UK. That's what this is all about. And he is reluctant because he's like, you know, I'm a professional here, I'm a math teacher. He's like, I make more money than the average Dominican Republic here. And if I go to the UK, I have to start from zero and I'm worried about the opportunities. And I'm thinking that she hasn't thought that part through. Has she thought the thought? Has she thought about how just a couple of episodes ago, she was talking about how she expects to eat at five-star restaurants every single night of the week? Cause when he comes there and he doesn't have his visa yet he can't work. So you're going to be paying for everything. Are you going to be paying for everything? Cause I still, yet, yeah, I've still do not know what you do as a job and you're so highfalutin your $700, this, your $1,000, this, what is it that you do? And are you going to be, where are you all going to be living at your mama's
1: house? The three of you? She's thought none of this through. The only thing that she's thought through is that she wants to be able to go back to the UK with some arm candy because everyone there knows that she would never be able to have someone who looks like him because she's insufferable. The same way as a what? Passport bro. (laughs) Christina
0: says, Yeah, she only thinks of herself and she sees the DR as less than the UK.
1: Which is actually really bizarre because most people, if they have in their mind that they are going to the DR for even just a short period of time, you want to like enjoy the beaches, enjoy the food. But she is just, oh, Riley, just you wait. I got something for you.
0: I will be the moderator of this conversation <laughs> that is about to happen. Um, I will moderate, everyone will stay on their sides. <laughs> um, okay. So <clears throat> Tian, I agree with April insufferable. She wants it her way or no way. And guess what? He says he'll try. Cause he loves her so much. He wants to have a family and grow together and he feels like she's the love of his life. And this is where I thought, you know what? You can tell that he really, really loves her because he does not see any of her nasty flaws. And there are a lot of them. He doesn't see them. He sees her acting up, but he doesn't respond to them. Instead, he tries to be better. He tries to attack it at a different angle. And I was like, either the Jiggy Jiggy is like fantastic like, you know how you could just be... Y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like, you can be whipped for no reason. Like, you know that this is not the one. But because it's, like, so amazing, you're like, this is the one, and you only see everything through, you know, the
1: rose-colored bedsheets. <laughs> or maybe he's the kind of person who just sees the best in people, whether it is his romantic relationships or his friendships or anything else, because he... We saw him get emotional talking to his friend as well. So maybe that's him. his that maybe that's his disposition.
0: Yeah, you might be right. Whatever it is, she lucked out because I'm telling you, no other person's putting up with this nonsense. No other person
1: at all. Yeah, it would. It's difficult. It's difficult.
0: This this chick right here. All right, so he loves her, love of her life, soulmate, all that stuff. So he wants to introduce her to some of the stuff that he loves to do. And one of the things is he loves to dance. So he takes her to a salsa class. And, of course, you guys, she has a little shitty behavior. Her attitude stinks. And at this point, I would just not. I just, If I was him, I would just not. I would just not. She gets it. She hates salsa. Surprise, surprise. She hates that he dances. Surprise, surprise. She hates that he dances with other females. Surprise, surprise. So she's sitting in the corner watching him. She's already bitter, okay? She freaks out when he starts dancing with Melissa. And now she wants to go back to the UK because she's over it. And she calls this all BS. And she freaks out, y'all, to the nth degree. And this is where I was like, A, she's immature. B, she's selfish. C, she's insecure. D, she's a manipulator. And you know what? E, I can keep going. She's a narcissist and she's young. She's a young narcissist. So she's got her whole life to continue to have this behavior if it does not get corrected. And it has not been corrected because her boyfriend is so kind hearted that he allows her to continue to run amok. And I'm trying to tell you right now that in this 12th episode where she was being the biggest B, I would have left her sitting in the corner sulking by herself because you we've talked about this if you have a partner and we talked about it on this show, just with Rebecca it's the rules are reversed right so Rebecca and her partner what's his name Christian Christian mm-hmm. doesn't want Rebecca to belly dance so at some point he's gonna make her stop same thing here if you have a partner that does not embrace your loves and your joys they may not have to participate in it but they should embrace the fact that you love it and encourage you and support you in that sense. If they're telling you no, you can't do it, and it's an ultimatum: it's either what you love or them. I'm going to tell you right now: go ahead and take the thing that you love, because that thing was there before you got there. They got there, and they will continue to be there when that person's long gone, and all you yeah. is miss. Oh, Busula, Busula's in the house.
1: I always want to say Busula, baby, like Boosie baby.
0: Boosie, it's boosie, baby, baby, it's boosie. Boazilla,
1: Boazilla, baby.
0: Boazilla, baby. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for the super sticker um don't do it you guys don't do it this is a red flag and if you don't see it as a red flag i'm here to tell you it is a red flag okay do what you love you love to dance you love to sing you love to i don't know whatever it is that you love to do continue to do that thing because that's thing that's going to bring you joy. That's the thing that keeps your stress down. That's the thing that brings you um, to be social. And you guys know that I've talked about, we are living in the loneliest times ever, right? With all this social media, between the pandemic, all the things, a lot of people are lonely. So if you have the opportunity to join a group, if you have the opportunity to meet people, then do that. Mm -hmm. Because guess what? This is a fact and you guys can look it up. But when you join a group, you bring your life expectancy up a whole year. Did you know that? Because you're interacting with people. So even if you're yeah. not like a, a social, social person and you go and be social, automatically it's helping your health. So yeah. for this person to be like, You are going to quit salsa and you are this and you were that. Uh,
1: this was an opportunity for her to meet his friends, um, to compliment him on his moves. They could have had a little flirting across the room. She could have tried to dance with him. I, She didn't take this opportunity for anything.
0: Oh, thank you, Donnell, for the cash app. Solid! Um. So... <clears throat> She's the worst for real, that's what my note says. She's the worst for real. And then she's abusive, which is also alarming to me. She she calls him disgusting. She says that she has too much potential to blow it on someone like him, which is another red flag to me, because that shows me that she's insecure and that she's only about the material things, okay? And just like April says, she knows that there's no guy that looks like him and acts like him that would ever be with her in any other situation. So when April called her a passport girl, this is exactly what it is. She's gonna go. she's gonna get that haughty two by four that doesn't know any better with a kind heart that's looking great. Bring her back to the UK to talk crazy to him. You know how you know how sad he's gonna be, you know how how depressed he's gonna be if this is all he gets to go home to because guess what? He's uh, being able to put up with all her bullshit and negativity and narcissism because he gets to salsa dance. He gets to go to work. He gets to be in his profession and do all the things. Can you imagine you take that out of the Dominican Republic, pop it into, what's the housing called?
1: Council house.
0: Council house with no job and just this one woman who is so bitter and ungrateful. Oh, this, this poor, and not poor as in money poor, but this guy who is just has a big heart, she's gonna stomp all over that heart. Oh shit, read the memo. I don't, you know, pay attention to detail. I am a detail oriented person, but sometimes I'm not. Um, <clears throat> Wait, I don't see a note.
1: What is Riley doing?
0: I'm not sure if I can put him on blast like that. I'm
1: not sure if he's out there like that. Um <clears throat> look at Riley causing all this ruckus.
0: <laughs> okay, so that all being said, I feel like she's insecure and I feel like she's terrible. So she's saying all these mean things to him, saying that he's he's worthless and disgusting. Mm-hmm. The relationship is over. She is going to go stay at a hotel. And what I thought was interesting, April, that didn't make sense to me, it's like you planned this because you stayed at a hotel overnight, but you had to change clothes. Not just one, two changes of clothes because she had the green shirt, you guys, and then she had the black sexy outfit. So like, make that make sense to me. Make Make that make sense to me.
1: Yeah, she pre-planned being mad at him. She didn't want to go to the salsa night to begin with. No. She an argument.
0: Yeah, and she planned to break up with him so that he would come running back so that she could then build on the fact that she wants to go to the UK. This is all manipulation. It's all manipulation, you guys. Listen, y'all. Just sit with it and think about how she's manipulating this guy. So he's calling her, calling her, calling her throughout the night. She's hanging up on him, which again, shows me her immaturity. Um, And I just am like, he must really love her because I'm going to tell you this right now. If I call you and you don't answer, that's one thing. But if I call you, and you hang up best believe that is the last time I ever call you. And when I say ever, I mean, ever, if you know me in real life, you know that that's true. I'm not even a grudge holder. I'm just not, I'm not wasting my time and I'm not being disrespected. And what I'm not about to do is continue to call you over and over again because you're immature and you can't have an adult conversation. It's clear that we don't need to be in each other's lives.
1: Would you call that? So I'm going to tell you about something that happened when we get off here. That's really funny. It happened today. In general, no. But there is one person in my life who I have allowed to do this kind of thing? Really? Tell us more, April. I am. I'm not. I'm not ready to tell maybe, us. Maybe in the future, because it just happened today.
0: Okay. I'll say this. Couldn't be me.
1: <laughs> it couldn't, be
0: me. In it couldn't general, be
1: me. I would. Well, I would not have put up with Tion's behavior off top. Yeah, it couldn't be me. I, if, if I'm in a girl group and one of the girls in the group just talks the way that she does about how shopping is so important and clothes so important, I would never move towards a friendship with that person. Yeah.
0: But then, again, I was like, remember we talked about this. I'm not sure if it's because of her age, right? Like she's, what, 20, whatever. And I said that last time and you guys were like, no, there are tons of, uh 20-somethings that are kind and courteous and thoughtful and and i rethought and i said you're right her mama did her wrong her mama made her this princess who she thinks she is in her head even you guys you see the way she carries herself she carries herself like her shit don't stink and it, it's mind-boggling to me because she's a beautiful woman but guess what beauty on the outside is always torn down by the ugliness on the inside. Because when the ugliness on the inside comes out through the words that come out of your mouth and your behavior, you can't even see the beauty from the outside because it's just so, like, so terrible. That's why I'm like, David must really, really love her. And I'm trying to figure out what it is that he loves about her. And I get he's like, just like a big hearted person, April. But at the same time.
1: Yeah, what is like, it? I don't know, maybe she's- what is it?
0: Yeah, what is it? So they make up at the hotel, but on the premise that he quits dancing, and not just salsa, all the dancing that he does, merengue, all the dancing.
1: And you know what? It's ridiculous.
0: He gives it up, y'all. There is
1: no way! Which is completely ridiculous because it's not just a dance. It is a cultural exercise. It is a community that he's been a part of. It's it's an exercise. I mean, it's it's so much more. I would not encourage anyone to give up something like that for a partner. Ever. Ever. So
0: they make up. He agrees to give up dancing, which is ridiculous to me. And then it's the next day And he's decided that he's going to plan to propose. Yeah. I'm telling you right now that this is the biggest mistake that he did because this is what made me mad. And this is what's going to make me go off on a tangent, y'all. And, you know, when I go on my tangents, I just I can't stop. So I'm forewarning you. That's what's about to happen right now. So he has planned in his head. And remember, he wanted to do it at the picnic, but she was bullshitting there. He wanted to do it at the apartment, the Airbnb that he rented, which, by the way, the fact that he didn't go back to the Airbnb that he rented, instead he stayed at his grandma's house, I thought was weird, but maybe he wanted that family support, I don't know. But he's now planned this romantic gesture, and this... Okay. Let me tell you what, what he does. Wake up early they're going to go to the monument and the monument in Santiago is like a major deal. It's like a big,
1: I was going to say it's like a big monument, April. <laughs> I, I was going to say like a, like a religious experience, but we um, can go with, it's a big monument. <laughs> If you're in
0: <laughs> if you're in Santiago, you're gonna go to the monument. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> now, they had their first date there. So he wanted to go to the monument and go to the top of the monument and look at this the view of the city and watch the sunrise with her. Now, that is so romantic, you guys. Very. Now, she's complaining that it's too early. She's complaining that it's cold. She gets up there and he's like, oh, you know, I want us to watch the sunrise together. And she's complaining it's cold. You have me outside and it's cold and it's cold, and I'm cold, and she tries. he tries to hug her. She's like, no, your hands are cold. He tries to hold her hand. No, your hands are cold, I'm cold, it's cold. What's your next, oh, she was like, y'all, I wanted to punch her in her face, and I'm Canadian, and I'm all about <laughs> love, and I wanted to punch her in her, her big, nasty, ungrateful mouth, okay? So. She continues to do that, and he's like, okay, well, it is kind of cloudy. Maybe the sunrise is not going to come up as I expected, so I'm going to propose anyways. He goes into this whole speech, April. He loves her. He thinks she's special. She's his best friend. He starts crying, okay? You're my soulmate. He gives her this beautiful bouquet of flowers. He gets down one knee and proposes to her. And she says yes. And then in that same breath, y'all, in the same breath, as soon as he popped open the box, she flipped out. She said that the ring ain't it. It's not the ring that she wanted. It's not real. It looks cheap. It's disgusting. It's an eyesore. It belongs in the bin. Let me tell you something right now, you guys. Let me tell you something right now. I don't I don't care how kind David is. I don't care how big hearted he is, he does not deserve this woman. This woman does not deserve to be proposed to until she can get her shit together because she is so ungrateful and not just ungrateful, you guys. She is. She's like.
1: She's disgusting. She's just a disgusting human
0: being like who says that? Who says that on the day they get proposed to? He literally says, I know it's not the ring that you wanted, but I'm trying my best. She's wretched. That's a better word. Wretched. Absolutely disgusting, Sue. Absolutely. I was like, oh no. Just absolutely not. Absolutely not. Ab. Uh, you know what? Go ahead and get her mama on the phone, I I need to have some words with her mama because it's clear to me, and I'm not saying all parents all the time, all, but her mom took responsibility from the beginning. So I have to have a few words with her mama because right now you have a child who's an adult who's going to literally run into the wrong person and say the wrong thing, and it's going to be a wrap for her. She yes. cannot go around with being entitled and talking crazy to people and think that it's gonna just go off well. She happened to run in the right dude. She's gonna run
1: into she's gonna run into the wrong dude. Okay, I bet that in her life she has run into wrong people before and has tried to chalk it up to oh they're just jealous of me. That's what people like her do. Yep, but maybe Absolutely. watching this will give her an opportunity to reflect on her poor behavior. Because we have seen some cast members to see their behavior and know that it's not okay and change. Um, What was her name, I- Emma, Emily, Kobe and- Oh
0: yeah, Emily. But her behavior changed on Pillow Talk. It didn't change in her season.
1: Well, yeah, she said that she didn't even watch past like the third episode because she couldn't believe her behavior was so horrible. Mm. So I appreciate her in the interview being able to say, I was horrible to Kobe, um, and she changed, or at least you know, she told us that she changed. So maybe Tian will see this and know that there is an opportunity presented here for her to become a better person,
0: yeah. Busola says, wow, she reminds me of those teens from that MTV show, My Super Sweet 16, who would cry if they got the wrong color Range Rover for their birthday. That part. I could see her acting like that.
1: But, but you it know wasn't what? a Range Rover. It would be some car that we've never heard of because I still don't see the money on her. That part. That's the only part that she's missing, Busola, is that she's acting like she's
0: um, bad and bougie, but we have not seen any of the bougie. We've only seen the bad behavior. Exactly. Like, come on, sis.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. On to anyone, anything else about those two? Nope. Luis and Jose. So we didn't see Jose too much. We saw him on the face screen, um, and there's not a lot that went on with them. Basically, Luis is pregnant, very, very pregnant. The math still is not mathing. No one has been able to answer this question for me how do you spend you know 10 days in colombia 3 months in in the uk and then you're 23 weeks pregnant like i just i mean unless there's like something if there's like some new app that i don't know about you guys that you you know you can do the jiggy jiggy through the app i'm trying to figure it out because it doesn't make sense but yeah here we are so we get back to them as jose's in colombia it's been a few weeks that he got back she is now acting like she is a single parent. She's having to do quote unquote, everything on her own, bitch. Like
1: what exactly did you expect? Thank you. Like this, this makes absolutely no sense. And you're not doing everything on your own. You're putting it on your son. That part, that part. And like,
0: how did you, how are you pregnant for 23 weeks? I please. Louise, if you see this, just can you get me? Please tell me in the tell all. Go ahead and hit me up. I need it to make sense because right now I'm talking crazy because it sounds crazy. Okay. It's anyways, she decides that she's going to go baby clothes shopping. I personally think, in my personal opinion, you guys, and again, I have a cold, so I'm a little bit like, but I feel like this is like you went into this random boutique, baby boutique, and you randomly. Came across this onesie. I don't believe it. I don't believe it for one minute. So she's baby clothes shopping, April. And she finds this onesie that says, I love chickens.
1: Yeah, we're supposed to believe that. Sure, Jan.
0: And then, like as always, that happens on all the 90 Day shows. Doesn't matter which one you watch. There is this poor, unsuspecting clerk he's just trying to do their job and all of a sudden they're having a therapy session with the person that came in so she tells this clerk all her business that she's like having a baby and her husband is back in Colombia, and the husband might miss the birth of the child. And she's sad and she doesn't want to do it alone. And then she found this onesie that's a I I love you chicken. And it means something to them because her husband calls her chicken and she can't believe it. Poor shop owner. And that will be $250 because we charge $250 an hour, even if we don't make the full hour. Thank you very much. (laughs) Then they do this I Love You Chicken montage that cracked me up because, you know, Jose, that's all he said all episodes was, I love you, chicken. I love you, chicken. I love you, chicken. Okay. Okay. So they did a montage. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, she buys the onesie, she goes back home, she gets on FaceTime, and she shows Jose the onesie, and this is where your expertise is going to come in, because I thought he was talking nonsense, April, so he basically, so she is like, oh, I miss you. And it's so weird to be FaceTiming my husband since we spend so much time together and I can't live without you. And I can't have the birth of this child without you. Where are you? And where, when are you coming back? And he's like, I'll be back in three months. She's like, no, you're going to miss the birth of my baby. I can't have the baby without you. I can't. You have to get here quicker. I can't be by myself. I can't do it by myself. And then he says, Mr. Didn't Speak English last week, says he's going to call the visa processors, and he'll be back within a month or two. I said, what? April? Is that even possible? I mean, I know it's not. You don't have, as an immigrant, you don't have any pull or say on how they they process your paperwork. Am I wrong?
1: You are absolutely correct. Um, and pregnancy, pending pregnancy is not an accelerant. It's not <coughs> a situation that's recognized by immigration to process your applications any faster. However, I don't believe a lot of things that they're telling us about his immigration status. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me that they didn't apply for a marriage visa while he was in the U.S. They were already married before he arrived, and the time frame that he was there doesn't make sense with me. With the pregnancy, doesn't make sense. So there are just a lot of things going on in their story that I think that they're not telling us yeah. because none of it makes any sense. And why does he have to go back to Colombia? Why does he have to stay there a certain amount of time while they apply for the visa? We see that Marcy just got her legal marriage done and they're going to be applying for the visa while she's there. It's the same country, is it not? You're
0: absolutely right. That's, I mean, again, like I've been saying, but there, the math is not mathing in all the things. So we'll see what happens with the tell-off for sure. Last and certainly... I cannot believe these two got married, but Rebecca and Christian. Uh, I don't know, you guys. He just gives me. He gives me a vibe that's not good. He gives me that like he's gonna he's about to change up as soon as that as soon as he gets his
1: paperwork like, like scary change up. Well, it wouldn't take much for him to get there because it's not like he came in nice. Yeah, but the way, said the I don't
0: know, you guys, the way he talks to her and the, the names he calls her, I, I just, oof, you know how I feel about all things I said at the top of the show. I'm not saying he's that, but he is definitely giving me vibes like he could switch it in a minute. Wedding's in three weeks. Uh, She's upset her dad's not coming to the wedding. We find out that his dad has passed away, so obviously he's not going to be at the wedding either. Uh, Fast forward, it's the day before their wedding. Um, He's feeling anxious. He's getting bored because he can't work. So all he does is go to the gym a couple hours a day, and then he watches TV and plays video games for the rest of the day. He's like, you know, back in Argentina, he had money, and he could party all the time. And so he feels terrible just hanging out. Um, and he says Rebecca's been a nightmare and he doesn't know if it's just because she's stressed because of the wedding or if this is a prelude to how the rest of his life is going to be and he really doesn't know if he's getting married because he wants to or he has to. Mm -hmm. Now, that is not the biggest tell. I don't know what is, y'all. Want to or have to. Not because oh my God, that is the love of my life and I want to be with them with him forever or her or they or them, whatever. He says have to or want to. It's huge, you guys. Words are huge. Um goes on to say <clears throat> he needs a minute. So he took off, he went to the pub and he's basically getting drunk off his rockers. Like that's all he's doing. Meanwhile, she's at home prepping because it literally is the day before their wedding. She wants help with the wedding stuff, so she's texting and calling and texting and calling, and he's ignoring her and not answering her because he quote, "needs his time apart, so he's ignoring her texts and calls, and I'm like, "You don't work all day. you're at home. you have all the time all the days.
1: You're at <laughs> you got home by them. yourself. right, April) <laughs> Yeah, this is a match made in hell what are you
0: what what are you busy doing and then you you have the audacity to go to the pub and spend her money exactly he is as they say taking the piss taking a piss facts finally comes home drunk um and she was basically what took you so long And he was like, I needed time to myself. I needed time to myself. And I was waiting for you to be a bitch. You haven't bitched yet. And now I was like, oh, this is is the conversation we're having the night before our wedding. Rebecca. Rebecca, wake up. You've been here. You've done this. Why are we walking down this? He even literally said that these two are the same individual. Why are we doing this? Fool said have to or want to. Not because he loves you. Not because you're the love of his life. Have to, want to. And oh, wait, but there's more. <clears throat> he starts screaming at her, calling her the B word. And... She's like, well, what are you doing to help? Like, what are you doing to help me in this situation? You haven't helped with the wedding um, planning. You haven't. You can't work, so you're not helping me financially. Um, and then he says, well, I feel that I'm being rushed. I feel like it's a big change. Um, and I don't know if I'm going to be happy.
1: <laughs> okay, well, toodaloo, motherfucker. Bye friend, bye bye see you never. Nobody's holding you hostage. Nobody took your passport from you when you arrived. You can go.
0: Why are we starting a marriage like this, Rebecca? Why? Why, on the night, the night before your wedding, you don't think this is a red flag? You don't think his behavior is inappropriate? Like, I don't know. Maybe that's why I'm single. But, but there are certain things that I just will not put up with. I, I
1: assume too- one of these people gives me reasons why I'm single. But her, like, it's so clear cut. It's so clear. Like, other people, I think I would have reacted too fast. I would have cut them off too fast. But her, she's moving way too slow and cutting him off.
0: Facts. I'm going to tell you a funny story. So... <clears throat> um in the neighborhood that i live in there's a lot of older people and the older people have been to marry for longer than i've been alive right and so and i see them or walking and passing and we all just to chat and like the other day i told my friend am i the nosy neighbor like i know everybody <laughs> and so um my neighbor is like and i'll just give you like the long story short she's basically like asking me all the questions like oh wow like where are you from And blah, blah, blah. are you married no you're not married oh like how old are you and then i tell her she's like oh she was so disturbed she's like you're you're running out of time you you have to get married soon
1: Rude.
0: and i said well i haven't met the one yet like i i'll hopefully meet them like I'm open to that, but like, I still got to live my life. And then she's like, oh, my son, I said, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I see, you almost had me there, Missy. You almost had me there. <laughs> I see where we're going with this little a jig. You had a whole- She tried little, to channel. Listen, she had a whole monologue planned. Anyways, so it's the wedding day, y'all. They have this fight. They don't even make up. It just cuts to the next day. He goes to her nanas to get ready. And even the Nana says to him, are you sure you're doing the right thing? I mean, how many red flags
1: could there possibly be? This is the same person who didn't speak to her for like two whole days and she didn't even know he was coming to the airport. So. Listen, if,
0: if, if Nana, if if Nans is like, hey, are you sure? Are you sure? That's my grandbaby. And I'm even asking you, like, are you sure? Then I don't know. So he gets ready. And I just want to talk a little bit, you guys. And please, if you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments and live chat. Let me know. But. I felt his suit was terrible. I felt like it was ill-fitted. I couldn't stand the fact that the jacket was gray and then the pants were black. And then the tie was like, I don't know what they call the big fat ties, but it was like one of those big fat ties. And then he had clip on it. And then he had like a black vest underneath. I was like, first of all, you're doing too much. Second of all, it's ill-fitted. And you had, cause you don't work. So you had all the time to make this like look proper. What's happening
1: right now? What's happening? Um, well, what's happening is called Clown. Well, there you go. Tell it how it is, April. He is behaving like a clown because this is a clown show.
0: <laughs> that was good. You set that one right up. <laughs> so. Uh, but maybe he's exactly what you're looking for. no. Joslo, I've seen and met their son. And he's lovely. Okay, so. For someone else. (laughs) He is someone else's husband. Somebody else's fish. (laughs) He gets to uh, the courthouse and he's freaking out. And then, you guys, he did. And I can't even think of who I'm trying to The whole no cameras, no cameras, I need a moment, no cam like he did that, y'all, with the with the hand thing and the don't film me. Bitch, you are on a reality TV show. They are going <laughs> to be filming you. And when you run around the courthouse corner, they're following you around the courthouse corner because I'll, I'll give you this: those producers and the videographers, they don't give a F. You are
1: not paying them. No they're okay. getting paid for something different.
0: <laughs> so, he's freaking out. No cameras, no cameras. And he's having doubts. He's having fears, and I'm just like, dude, just just go. Like, just go. But he walks into the room and all of a sudden his fears dissipate. All his doubts are gone, April. And they get married he says rebecca means everything to him and here's where i'm going to tell you this is the last red flag they um exchange their vows but i need you to hear the words you guys because i'm all about the words too. actions and words but the words are important he says this april rebecca <laughs> means everything to me it's all i have here
1: Exactly, you you are very much correct. Boo Solo Baby is correct. Mm-hmm.
0: He clearly sees this as his first wedding. Maybe he's saving his good suit for his next wedding. Poor Rebecca, facts, that's facts. Listen, he said who he was in the very beginning of the episode, exactly. when he said he's a gigolo. He said he had the devil and the angel. And he's still going to listen to the devil. He said that he is going to act single even though he's married. He said all the things. And he said that he's only leaving Argentina. Tina. I don't know why I keep doing that. Um, for a better life. Mm-hmm.
1: In this instance, we can't pour Rebecca too much. Like We see her making the mistake and that's really horrible. But he has given her very clear-cut actions and words to show that this is not a good relationship for her. It's not like she's got one or the other and they're just not matching. She's got both.
0: Yep. Listen, y'all. Visually, if they, they turn you on, that's great. But you gotta know that their actions equate to that. There is not a person that is good looking enough on this earth for them to treat you like trash.
1: Sorry, not sorry. There's almost nobody on this show who's been so blatant as him, is there? Uh, Not on the UK version. Not on the UK version. There's been a few on the US version though, for sure. I want all of you guys to have somebody who not only treats you really well, but also talks to you nicely. You can have both. You can have both. And if you don't right now, that's
0: okay. Don't settle. I always tell people y'all are too old to settle for anything less than you deserve. And it's better to be single and happy than miserable together.
1: It really is. It really, really is. Like, I'm, my background is not that great right now, but I'm in Norway right now. A lot of people that I know are doing this thing where they're getting married because they feel like they just have to at this point uh, because of our age. But I had a great tour today. I had some great food. I even opened my mouth and talked to a couple of strangers, which is not very much like me. But you can have a good life that you enjoy and where you choose every single thing that you do in your life, based on your interests, and not have somebody who's bringing you down just for the sake of being able to say you have a partner, husband, wife, whatever. Like, it is okay to just be alone. Thought- the only time it sucks is the first of the month, but you know, there's some tricks for that too. Ah!
0: Oh, April always has the little thing that shocks me to my core. <laughs> you guys, it's been a great show. Thank you so much, everyone that has been in the live chat. You've been awesome. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And uh, I'll see you when I see y'all. See you when I see you.
1: Bye. Bye. everyone. Take care.